Welcome to Create Your Best Life, a podcast channel supporting women to find their voice and discover who they want to be. My name is Debbie Crouch. I am a creative wellness mentor, artist and author. Helping people who feel lost and alone discover their true selves through expression of emotions with creativity. How do I know? Because I've been there and found my true self with a passion for sharing with others. Offering you the opportunity to learn how to start on this journey of finding yourself through learning art for wellness as an adult, recognising my calling to connect with people, sharing my lived experiences and telling my story in a way to support and help others. Creativity for me is one of my natural soul gifts which began in early childhood and exploded into my life with passion in my 50s. The magic lies in your hands. They are the direct line to your heart, the seat of your soul. So let's look at how we can create your best life. To speak out for the voice of women with art for wellness and create your best life. Hello, my name's Debbie Crouch from Create Your Best Life and today I'm joined by a fabulous guest, Colette Malcolm from Mind Over Mama. She's an alternative and holistic health therapist, helping women to rediscover themselves and embrace self-love. And her mantra is putting yourself first. So thanks for joining us, Colette. Let's start by an introduction about yourself to our listeners. <laughs> Hi there, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah, Colette and my business is Mind Over Mama and that really came about after having my son. Um, so it wasn't just um, wasn't just my son that I birthed, I also birthed Mind Over Mama and it was like a play on words like Mind Over Matter but also just a real reminder that, you know, we are more than just mum we are like our mind matters like we need to put ourselves first as well so I kind of quite liked it and I put the two of them together um I mean yeah, I'm a holistic therapist I specialize in rose reiki um inner healing and mindset transformation um and yeah like you said I like really help like women but like predominantly mums um to just put like help them put themselves first and get them started on their self-love journey and just kind of deal with any issues that might have come up you know like lack of confidence and things like that the normal things that we, we tend to lose when we're, when we're like you know going through motherhood um and yeah like I said speaking of motherhood yeah I'm a mum too he's a two and a half year old um a toddler and also I'm guardian to my sister as well she just turned 18 and I've had her since she was five um and I'm a single mum as well I was I've became a single mum when my son was six months old and whilst it was challenging it was the best thing to do for me um again I, I really learned to like put myself first and that's what I did then because it was to prioritize me and yeah like I said it was hard but the benefits have just outweighed everything else and I feel like a lot better so yeah I'm juggling all the stuff but in a not in a crazy way I don't believe in hustle culture so, <laughs> so um so I do quite well at like balancing everything out while still making time for myself and being able to raise the voice of women to say that being a mum is so much more than just being a mum is really powerful. And I know that if for self-care and somebody that's looking to set the boundaries, what would you advise them to begin with? 
Um, for setting boundaries, I think it's really important to kind of sit down first and just really understand what you want. I think don't look at other people's boundaries. I think it's quite easy to look at what other, what other people are doing um, and that's not necessarily going to work for you. So really just sit down and kind of assess what you want first, like, you know, your know your own limits and then start putting them into place. So uh, a big thing for me is saying no to things. Um, I'm a big believer in before you say yes to anything, make sure you're not saying no to yourself. That's like huge. You need to make sure you're not putting yourself to the bottom of the bottom of the pile. So um, I quite say no quite easily. And I don't I don't give any excuses or any reasons why, because I find that when we tell people no and then say, oh, no, because X, Y, Z, it's almost giving like a green light for the other person to like maybe try and then, you know, worm the way back in. So, well, you said that, but maybe and then all of a sudden you end up changing your mind. So it's just stand being firm without being rude, I think is is a big thing for me. That's like super important on boundaries. And just making sure scheduling scheduling in that self-care. So I know for me, my I have a solid morning routine where um I meditate, journal and do some form of movement. So I'm not always hardcore like workouts, but I run, I do yoga. And then if I don't do those things, it's just dancing around the kitchen for five minutes to my favourite song or just something. But just that's my my time to kind of gather myself and like, you know, get going for the day. And I did find it initially hard when I had Save, especially by myself. But now he gets involved in those things like he... He picks up the little mini weights and he works out when I'm doing my gratitude at the end of him. He'll go, thank you, thank you, thank you, because he knows that's what I do. And it's just it's just kind of nice that I'm kind of setting him up for like a good start as well. And it's great it's in the environment because they'll pick up so much positivity from you. And I can honestly say I've seen a picture of him and he's absolutely gorgeous. He is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> he's cute. He's super, he's super cheeky, but yeah, he is cute as well. <laughs> But, you know, going back to your holistic um, health therapy, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that and what you can offer? Yeah. So when I first started my business, um, it was really it was mainly like kind of just like coaching. That's what I was doing. Um, but I don't say I'm a coach anymore because I got attuned to Rose Reiki at the beginning of the year. And it's really kind of transformed the way that I do stuff. So I was always been a spiritual person. Um, but becoming attuned to Rose Reiki just really heightened that a lot. Um. I think also becoming sober is also linked into that as well, because obviously they say sometimes alcohol can like, you know, um, you know, block the third eye and things. But it's just what's what I've noticed started happening is that some people don't want to necessarily have one to one coaching sessions because maybe if they've got low confidence or things like that, they don't feel comfortable in like talking about it, whereas they feel like comfortable coming to a Rose Reiki session. So we'll have a distance Rose Reiki session. So a lot of my sessions are done distance, either via Zoom or I don't even have to be on a call with you because like energy is everywhere. And, but what happens is after the session, it kind of uncovers a lot of stuff then. And then, then we go over and talk about it after. So it's kind of like a linked like Reiki coaching session. Um, but it just kind of helps with that like deep inner healing, which probably wouldn't necessarily come up so easily in like a normal kind of one-to-one coaching session. So I do that and it's really helped transform quite a lot of people, like a lot of blocks that they didn't realize they were having or, you know, cause our body holds on to so much like there's people having like you know maybe pain like their throat chakra or the heart chakra was blocked and they didn't know why and then we've uncovered it and it's because and then we've like understood that it's come from like these issues that they've got going on which again wouldn't have come out in like a normal or a stereotypical coaching session so it's really helping people just on a lot a lot deeper level so I do so I do that I know that you're going to share your links and how people can get in touch with you later which I'll put onto the podcast 
But do you want to say a little bit about the rules, Rick? If anybody wanted to get in touch with you to find out more, um, what would be the best way to contact you? Um, so you can you can connect with me on my Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm Mind Over Mama. That's on my that's my Facebook page. And um, but also on my website as well. It's um, mindovermama.co.uk. Um, I've literally just reset on my website now, so all the details are on there. It's got the contact page, booking link. So we're we're all we're, we're all organised and ready to ready to go. But yeah, if anyone's got any questions about it at all as well, then feel free to ask because I know that. A lot of people haven't heard of Rose Reiki. They've heard of like Reiki, the regular like Yusui Reiki, but Rose Reiki is a little bit different because it connects to the sisterhood of the Rose, which are um, you know, like like goddesses and like um like Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, Lady Nada, Aphrodite. So it's got a whole nother spiritual kind of element to it as well, which is why I think my like the, my my clients have had such a big transformation because it's going in on a lot, lot, lot deeper level than kind of just the the general like chi energy so it is it is just re a really beautiful amazing um healing modality and it really enhances that self-love and self-worth and self-belief which is what a lot of my my clients kind of need at that time and i love the the actual title rose reiki it just sounds so beautiful yeah. um and if we could go to a little bit about overcoming addiction and mental health challenges, I know that you're an advocate of sharing your experiences to help other people. Would you be happy to share something on, on that for us? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no problem. I'm really happy to, to talk in this space. So, yeah, so um, I am um, I had I struggled with alcohol like quite a lot of, since I've been young. I struggled with alcohol, um, but I never really I never knew I struggled with alcohol. Like, I just think I just. No, drink culture is quite big. You just kind of get sucked up, like sucked up in it. And if anyone ever did tell me I had a problem, I just used to like laugh it off or make excuses. Um, and then it wasn't until when I got pregnant, I, I stopped drinking. It was very easy to stop drinking. I didn't have any cravings or anything. I just, I just stopped. I think it's just because I knew oh, there was a baby inside me. Um, and then after I had him, I didn't drink straight away. But then when I did drink, like after me and his, it's really after me and his dad split up when his dad had him at weekends I found myself like in this vicious cycle of like binge drinking and that was when I really realized that I had a problem because I just thought like this I couldn't drink like a normal person it's like once I stopped I couldn't like once I once I started I couldn't stop and it was just I realized that it was a problem and whilst I said I wasn't really drinking around him obviously the knock-on effect like you know if I've been drinking on a Saturday night then I'm still like tired or hungover on the Sunday then it's affecting my parenting and I just thought like this this can't carry on so I decided to stop drinking but I struggled like it took me four attempts to stop drinking and that's when again that's when you kind of realize you've got a problem if you can't just stop like there's something going on so I had to do a lot of like inner work and kind of really understand what was going on and yeah I'm just over 11 months sober now so I'm coming up to my year sober days, which, is, which is just bonkers um to go from like drinking every day to then like not drink at all is just absolutely mind blowing. Um, but I just think there's a, such a strong link between any addiction, but particularly like alcohol and mental health. Um, I've I've struggled with depression, anxiety, like really bad depression. We're talking about like like trigger warning, but like not wanting to be here anymore. And when I look back at the times when I felt like that. I was like drinking a lot. I was drinking heavily and I feel like the alcohol was actually contributing to those thoughts even more because it was more, I can, I can picture it now. Some of the days when I had those really dark thoughts, those were the days when I was down in like, we're talking like several bottles of wine in like one sitting. And I think there's a really strong link to that and it's not talked about enough. Um, so just 
to to be here now and you know not like struggle with my mental health and you know not like want alcohol is is such a big achievement but it's something that I know a lot of people are struggling with so I like I just want to do more within this space and kind of share more information about it and kind of let people know that you know it's it's okay like you're not alone but you can kind of get through it because because you can because honestly like if you can, <laughs> I don't I don't talk about it enough but people knew the level that I was drinking it's quite it's quite crazy um I joined like this um online community mums in business and when I first joined it this is like a couple of years ago like I was doing a lot of the online training sessions um well, I don't remember any of those training sessions because there's a lot of them in the evening. And whilst most people thought I was drinking like a cup of coffee, I actually was drinking wine out of a cup, but like a coffee cup. So people didn't know I was drinking. So obviously I knew in the back of my head it wasn't like right, but I was doing that. And then because I was just drinking more during the session, then obviously the next day I didn't even remember the session. And this is me being open and honest now, but it's quite mad to think that that's what I was doing then. And how many other people are probably doing that similar kind of things as well. But you know don't feel comfortable saying I think I think if people were really honest with themselves and sat and like you know asked if my drinking is a problem I think a lot of people might like kind of wonder a little bit like I don't I think there's a lot of people that probably drink too much but don't want to admit it to themselves or they know but again like it's just they're, they're too they're too ashamed to admit it to people um, thank you very much for sharing your story because I think it's powerful to get the message out there and I'm really proud of you on being able to achieve your nearly one year anniversary which is absolutely fantastic and it's great that you can be open and honest and talk about it and share with others because the, we should be able to send the message out that it's it is it is normal it's to have an addiction it's not something that should be a stigma it's not something that you should be afraid of and that they are there are um services out there that can help and support a network of people i mean look look how it is i know for both of us the different people that we've met on our own well-being journey and how they've enhanced your life and helped and supported you and um i know that you became an author this year which is absolutely fantastic you wrote a book a little hug from me to you which is top tips and advice on self-love and you must be so so thrilled with being able to to do that this year do you want to tell us a little bit more about that yeah yeah so again that's that this it's honestly a lot of the stuff that's happened to me this year is is a big chunk of it is down to being sober so I'd set out at the beginning of the year, my my big goal at the beginning of the year was to actually create a journal. That was my big goal, but I haven't I haven't done it. <laughs> but what I have done is what happened was I got asked to be part of a book collaboration. So I was actually part of a book collaboration first. I think it was about February time. Was it the same if you in that same book, The Successful Women? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so the 99, true. The Secrets of 99 Successful mm -hmm. Women. I was I was a co-author on that. And it kind of just ignited this thing inside me. I was like, oh my God, like I loved writing that. I've got so much more. Because you, you're quite limited on how many words you can write, aren't you? And I was like, I could write more, I could write loads. So I was like, right. Let me see what I can do. And then this the idea for this book just came because I kind of thought back to my own mental health journey when I was struggling. The big missing piece for me was self-love. Like I didn't love myself. There were lots of reasons why, but I, I just didn't. And I had no boundaries. I didn't do anything for myself. Um, I let people kind of ultimately walk all over me. And I just thought once I started working on all those things and things started transforming for me, I kind of thought it would have been really nice if I would have had a little book like this, you know, just these like just a small little book handy little tips just kind of like pick me up and like you know like help me on my journey so I just started, started writing the book and put it together um 
which was just yeah, it was just amazing to get that done because it was like I said, it was never on my my plan to do and to do it. Um, yeah, it was just mind blowing, and I've had nothing but amazing feedback from everyone, which is which is just so good. It's just nice to know that like I can help people, and I was going to say globally because it's gone to Thailand, it's in Australia, it's in France, it's gone to Canada and America as well. So globally, um, is it's just it's just mad because I never that was never I never expected to do it, but it's just so I'm so grateful and it's really really re like rewarding as well. <laughs> And I'll share the details about how they can look for your book because it mm. is absolutely brilliant. And I love the cover. The cover is so beautiful. Well, the, um, the cover, actually, so my sister, who I look after, she drew that picture. So, like, so it's, um, it makes it even more special, you know, because I said, oh, I need to design a cover. And she's um, she wants to be a um, an animator. That's her, like, dream job. And she's like, oh, let me help. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, and I, I just love the simplicity and how, like, cute it is. And the fact, obviously, that she's my sister, it's just got that extra special thing to it as well it has and it's something that you've done together it's absolutely amazing um and the, for my last question if we're thinking about 2024 what sort of things have you got planned for the new year uh, I've, got, I've got some big plans planned for the new year so this probably might happen next year but this is my end big big goal is to ultimately have my own well-being center um and like have like all different kind of holistic therapists there um, and giving back to the community. That's really well like, the end big goal. Um, I mean, I don't know when. I might, maybe it might be next year, but I don't know. But that's definitely the big one. But in between that, um, I want to start hosting retreats. Um, so like wellbeing retreats and um, like just kind of we like I'm going to do like a day kind of festival as well. So that is that is planned. There's going to be something next year. I haven't announced any dates or anything yet. I'm just kind of think figuring out the name and then we're going to do it. But very soon I'll be announcing something um, and then going from there. I just really want to reach more people. And I feel going on my own journey, I know that like holistic therapies are a lifeline for people struggling with mental health you know the waiting list for counseling is just really long and sometimes that's not really necessarily what somebody needs as well so like for me counseling took the edge off but it didn't like kind of like fix me so to speak it was working with another holistic coach that really kind of got to the root cause of my problems and we managed to work through stuff so I'm just kind of I'm really passionate about working in that space and reaching more people and like helping people that way because there's mental health is like issues right now they're kind of like really are, are on the rise aren't they so if I can do like play my part in supporting people on their journeys then that's what I want to be able to do oh that sounds absolutely exciting and I'll be one of the first people there <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to think you could come back and tell us a little bit about more about that once you've got your ideas set up because it sounds amazing um, and I just want to say it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you today. I know it's taken a little while for us to get together because we've both been so busy, but thank you so much for coming along, Colette. Well, no, thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share some, like, I think it's important messages that kind of, like, need to need to be shared with people. <laughs> thank you for listening to Create Your Best Life. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode and if you did, please leave us a review. And don't forget to select the subscribe button. If you'd like to learn more about Art for Wellness, then come along to www.creativewellnessjourney.co.uk.